Welcome to To Every Generation, the broadcast ministry of Calvary Chapel Crossfields, located in Jamesburg, New Jersey, where we teach through the entire Bible, verse by verse, and make application to every generation so we can grow in our relationship with God. Romans chapter 16. What I'm going to do tonight, everyone, is I'm going to read through all the verses, um, 1 through 27. Then we'll go and pick up some of the uh, nuggets. But if you were here last time, a few weeks ago, um, when we were in chapter 15, one of the things I said, we're going to be in Romans 16, and we are going to um, talk about you and me in chapter 16, if you remember. And I said... uh, the names will change so we protect the innocent. Okay, so try as we're going through tonight to see where you are in chapter 16. And you might be in a few different places. It might not just be one place. Chapter 16, starting with verse 1. I commend to you, Phoebe, our sister, who is a servant of the church in Kegria, that you may receive her in the Lord in a manner worthy of the saints and assist her in whatever business she has need of you. For indeed, she has been a helper of many and of myself also. Greet Priscilla and Aquila, Aquila, my fellow workers in Christ Jesus, who risked their own necks for my life, to whom not only I give thanks, But also all the churches of the Gentiles likewise greet the church that is in their house. Greet my beloved Apinatas, who is first fruits of Ahia to Christ. Greet Mary, who labored much for us. Beat Andrinikas and Eunicus, my countrymen and my fellow prisoners, who are of note among the apostles who also were in Christ before me. Greet Amiplas, my beloved in the Lord. Greet Urbanus, our fellow worker in Christ, and Stahas, my beloved. Greet Apeles, approved in Christ. Greet those who are of the household of Arestobulas. Greet Herodion, my countrymen, greet those who are of the household of Narcissus, who are in the Lord. Greet Trufina and Trufasa, who have labored in the Lord. Greet the beloved Persis, who labored much in the Lord. Greet Rufus, chosen in the Lord, and his mother and mine. Greet Asucritas, Phlego, Hermas, Patrobas, Hermes, and the brethren who are with them. Greet Frilagigas and Julia. Whew, I love Julia. <laughs> Nerus and her sister, and Olympus, and all the saints who are with them. Greet one another with a holy kiss. The churches of Christ greet you. Now I urge you, brethren, note those who cause divisions and offenses, 
contrary to the doctrine which you learned, and avoid them. For those are such who do not serve our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly. And by smooth words and flattering speech, deceive the hearts of the simple. For your obedience has become known to all. Therefore, I am glad on your behalf. But I want you to be wise in what is good and simple concerning evil. And the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet shortly. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. Timothy, my fellow worker, and Lucius, Jason, and Sosipatras, my countrymen, greet you. I, Tertias, who wrote this epistle, greet you in the Lord. Gaius, my host, and the host of the whole church, greets you. Aratas, the treasurer of the city, greets you. And Koritas, a brother, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Now to him who is able to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery kept secret since the world began, but now made manifest and by the prophetic scriptures made known to all the nations according to the commandment of the everlasting God for obedience to the faith. To God alone, wise be glory through Jesus Christ forever. Amen. Okay. I need a Gatorade. No, I'm okay. <laughs> Title of tonight's message is Game Changer. Um, in sports, when you have a player or players that make a difference in a game, they're game changers. Um, you have the superstars that we know or read about in the paper. But a game changer can be in life. Somebody that changes the course of life in a family, in a church, uh, can be a, several people. And what we're looking at tonight are some game changers. Some of the people that we're going to look at tonight are people that made a difference. You know, we give a lot of credit to the Apostle Paul. But in all the tongue twister names that I read or tried to read, um, these were people who, in the final chapter, Paul pointed out these were people that he worked with. These were people that were crucial in the beginning church. You know, you think of maybe people in your life, things that you've done since you've been a Christian. You can probably name several people that have influenced you or that you've worked with, you've done things with, you've done a missions trip, you go into the homeless, you uh, began a church, you uh, maybe buried a loved one, you did something, but you can remember these people were so crucial in your walk with the Lord at the time it was going through. And we're living that right here in this church in Jamesburg. We're going through things with each other and, and you become endeared to each other as a result of it. So some of the things here that I wanted to go through, as uh, we'll, I'll just go from verse one down as we go through. One of the first, and there's several women that are listed in this chapter, which is awesome. You know, you got to remember uh, back in these days, women were second, third, fourth class citizens. Some animals were more important than the women. But when Jesus Christ came on the scene, he elevated the status of the female race, and praise God for that. And we see here 
with Paul, some of the women that were an integral part of the church in Rome. And we can't lose sight of that. And the first one that is mentioned is Phoebe, our sister. Now look at the relationship right away that how it's, she's mentioned, a sister. And you think of that, everybody in here, guys and girls, your sister. You know, there's a relationship there. It's not just a name that we say. There's an intimate interaction between a sister and her siblings, or hopefully there is. And definitely with Paul, there was this right away in the beginning of 16. Phoebe is pointed out. And she was, as you said, she was a deaconess. She's one who served. She fed uh, the hungry. She helped clothe those who were uh, destitute. She was somebody that Paul relied on. And there's a tremendous indication that she's the very one Paul entrusted with this letter. That she was going to travel from Corinth to Rome to bring this letter. So we have to understand that the importance of a woman within the church body is crucial. And we know that here. I know the pastors take it, do not take it for granted the women's ministries here in the different ways that they serve. And Phoebe was a tremendous servant. Uh, jump down to verse 3. We see Priscilla, another Christian woman, okay, who was married to Aquila. And um, I don't think her name means ancient, but I don't think at the time this was going on, she was ancient. But her husband's name means eagle. And what I see in that is wisdom. These were two people that, as we look down here, we see that they risked their lives for Paul. This husband and wife team. How awesome it is if you have a mate that you're in ministry with. What a joy it is. There's not a division there. You know, there's not time pulled apart. And if you don't have that union in ministry, pray for it. Because I can guarantee that that is God's will for your marriage. That you're both together in ministry. Nothing different than these two dear saints. And what they did in risking their neck for Paul or risk, risk their lives for Paul, we don't really know. But I'll tell you what, that's one of the cool things we can look forward to. Asking them one day, hey, what was it? What was the situation that you guys risked your life in um, when you were interacting with Paul? Let's go down to verse 5. Apinatos. His name means praiseworthy, okay? And he was a Jewish Christian, uh, Christian. He was a Messianic Jew who embraced the Messiah, Jesus Christ, okay? And, and a relationship developed between Paul and this Jewish believer and Paul himself being a Messianic Jew. So cool to see. And it says he was a kinsman of Paul. And that could mean that he was from the same tribe, possibly, that Paul was from. Down in verse 
Um, verse 6, greet Mary. Now, Mary, also known as Miriam. Okay, another name for Mary. Who labored much for us, it says in verse 8. That name, Mary, means their rebellion. Their rebellion. And just think, you've got to understand, back when this letter was written, there's still all the pagan gods. They're not meeting in churches. They're not meeting in synagogues. They're having home Bible studies. There's homes throughout the area that are meeting. Okay, so you've you got to get away from the thought that they're coming on a Wednesday night to a Bible study. Okay, there's still persecution going on. So they're meeting in people's homes, a much more intimate setting. And we have some home groups here. I recommend that you find one in your area or the Lord puts it on your heart. If there isn't one in your area, speak to one of the pastors to try to get one started in your area. There's a more intimacy. And then when you come on a Wednesday or Sunday and you see those people that were in your home group, you know, it spreads. Because I think the big thing Paul's trying to show here and a thing that is missing in these me mega churches is that interpersonal relationship that we never want to lose here at Calvary Jamesburg. Verse 7. Greet Andrei Nikas. His name means man of victory. And I look at some of these uh, names, praiseworthy, their rebellion, man of victory. In Christ, just think what Jesus did in our rebellion, what he caused, that we can praise him. We're known as praiseworthy as a result of our righteousness in Christ. Okay? God overcame our sins, our rebellion. And here we are men and women of victory as a result. So here's another person that we can relate to as a believer in Christ. And um, this gentleman was a Jewish believer. He was another Messianic Jew. So we're seeing some people that were Messianic Jews. We're seeing some people who were Gentiles that came. And Paul knew them all by name and they were very endeared to him. Unias, down in verse 7. Name means youthful. She was a, another Christian woman in Rome. Okay, and you remember too, Paul might have met some of these people when they were visiting other parts of the world. They might have been in Jerusalem during Passover. Okay, or at one of the other cities when Paul was there. But he remembered them. These people made an impact. They were part of his ministry just like many of you are. And I just want to encourage anyone in here who really hasn't taken that step of faith, because it is a step of faith to get involved in ministry, to come along someone who's already in ministry and just shadow them and see if that's something that the Lord is calling you to do in that specific area. Let's go down to eight. Amplius. Name in greet Amplius, verse 8, right at the beginning. Person's name means called. All of you are called by God. None of you are forgotten. God knows your name. You're called into ministry. This was another Christian living in Rome. And notice, my beloved in the Lord. 
Never forget that you and I are loved by Jesus Christ. When you don't feel that you're loved, remember, you have God's word on it, that you are loved. Another Christian in Rome was Urbanus in verse 9. He was a fellow worker with Paul. Also, Stehus, his name means a head of grain. Um, they think he was from the country. He was out in the farmlands. And um, Urbanus means of the city. They think he was a city guy. So here's Paul's relationship with the city people, the country folk, the Gentiles, the Jewish people. Okay, there was, he was not a, like God, he was not a respecter of persons. The Lord can call anyone and he calls everyone. It's just a matter of who responds to his call. In verse 11, Herodion means heroic. Okay, another countryman of Paul. And boy, what heroic things that you and I are called to do in the body of Christ when we are evangelistically reaching out to a dying world. We talk about the heroes of faith in, in uh, Hebrews. You and I are living, this is our time to join the heroes of faith because they had the same spirit living in them that we have living in us, the Holy Spirit. Let's go down to verse 12. We have a couple more women, Trufina and Trufasa. Okay, they also labored in the Lord. These are, and notice already, I think that's at least four or five women that Paul mentions in chapter 16. Greet the, in verse, uh, still in verse 12, greet the beloved Persis, another Christian woman who labored much in the Lord. Now greet Rufus. Um, some people think he is a, uh, this was his great, great grandson. Uh, first name was Babe. Played baseball for the Yankees. Only kidding, just trying to get your attention. Uh, but Rufus, they think possibly that Simon from Cyrene was related. This might have been a son or an, um, a relative of the man who carried the cross for Jesus. He was also chosen in the Lord and notice his mother and mine how dear this lady's or this man's mom was to Paul. Talk about home cooking and just fellowship and being one with believers in Christ. Going down to verse 14. Greet Asukritas. His name means incomparable. Do you know you're incomparable in Jesus Christ? There's nobody like you. You're unique. God has woven you with your personality. And we talked about your personality before. It might be a soft personality to some. It could be sandpaper to other people. But it's all good because it's just helping all of us develop as brothers and sisters and as children of God. Uh, the next person, 
Flago was a resident of Rome. Hermas, Petrobas, Hermes, and the brethren who are with them were all believers from Rome. They all lived in Rome. Verse 15, greet Philogias and Julia. Again, just believers in Rome. And, and his sister, the sisters brought into this, and Olympus, okay, another Roman, another person in Rome, and all the saints who are with them. So it's not only these people that Paul's pointing out, but there was a group of people that were fellowshipping with them. And he's remembering all these people as he's closing this letter. Now, it says here, greet one another with a holy kiss. The churches of Christ greet you. I think of uh, Mike O'Grady. You know, when you come in here, he, he kisses all the guys, on the, or most of the guys, on the cheek. i never seen that before I came to this church. You know? And, it, and it's just a way that he shows his love. And this is the way they did it back then. A lot of us do it with a hug or a warm handshake. But that importance of breaking down the barrier of just getting close to one another, not keeping that distance. But I want to just warn everybody, don't be so trusting right up front. It takes time before you get to know somebody. It takes experience. And just pray and get that relationship with various people in the church. Going down to verse 17. Before we get to this section where we're getting off the names for a little bit. Remember, uh, chapters 1 through 8 talks about God's righteousness and your and my deprivation. Talks about God's righteousness and how we've all fallen short and how God has done his salvation and has restored us. And then chapters 9 through 12 are targeted right for the Jewish people. And Paul shows how they too have fallen short and they too need a, uh, a Messiah. They too need a Savior. And then in verses 12 through 16, it's God's righteousness and the practical way to live it out. And right here, Paul is like summing up those 12 through 16 uh, chapters by getting intimately involved with the body of believers that are here called the Janesburg Church. And I know we try to have a number of activities to do that, to break down those barriers, to break down the coldness. I mean, there's 91 people, right? Ladies coming here this Sunday. You know, we have anywhere from 18 to 30 guys once a month down at the Bible studies. Uh, so take advantage of those things. Even if you are a loner, God doesn't want you to be a loner, okay? He wants to tag team you with some people in the body of Christ to help develop your gifts that he's given you. Paul is always urging and he's always worried about the divisions that can happen in a church. And we always need to pay attention to this. So as we look at this section, verse 17, now I urge you, brethren, Again, relationship, brothers and sisters. Note those who cause divisions and offenses. Contrary to the doctrine which you learned, and avoid them. As you learn 
God's word. You will know when somebody is talking weird religion or weird doctrine because you know the truth, you know the real thing. But understand, there can be people in this church or any church that people go to that are counterfeit Christians. They're acting and they have another agenda. So you listen to them, you watch, you keep an eye on them. You listen to how they interact with people. You stay close to see if everything's okay. And you stay in the word, okay? And you always let the pastors and elders know if you're hearing something that's a little off base because a young believer or a person who's seeking the Lord might get connected to this person. And what'll happen? Their whole doctrine before they even get into the truth can be messed up. So understand, there's no utopia as long as you're on this earth. We have to be alert. We've got to be wise. All right? And the fear of the Lord is beginning of wisdom. And we have to be men and women, boys and girls, who keep our face in the book so we know what, how God wants us to be on the cutting edge. Verse 18, for those who are such do not serve our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, and by smooth words and flattering speech deceive the hearts of the simple. And I believe we have in our society today major, major teachers of various denominations who fit this category, who say smooth and flattering words, and they deceive the hearts of the simple because the simple have no knowledge of the truth, and they're easily persuaded because it sounds so good. It sounds nice. May that never be you and I. Verse 19, for your obedience has become known to all. Therefore, I am glad on your behalf, but I want you to be wise in what is good and simple concerning evil. I heard something, uh, Chuck Smith was talking about this when he was alive, that he heard some people, um, some guys said, well, why don't we go to that uh, go-go bar so we know what evil and sin is? No, you don't do that. You don't do those things. You Right here, it says, and simple concerning evil. We know that is immodest. We know that is not pure and clean and something that honors God. We don't have to go into it so it soils our mind. We just stay with what is good and keep preaching the truth and keep living pure and holy lives. And people will be attracted to us as a result of that. Verse 20, And the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet shortly. I think we need to look at that for a second. And the God of peace, there's only one way anyone can get peace, and that's through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. There's no other way to get peace. And I know a lot of us, including myself, we try to fill that void for so many years, so many different ways. And we were still empty. And until Jesus came in, he, didn't, he finally filled that void. But the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet shortly. That means at the time that Paul was writing this letter, Satan wasn't crushed yet under their feet yet because they were still battling. 
the trials, the tribulations of life. Just like you and I are. The world, the flesh, and the devil still vies for your affection and my affection. That's why we simply need to be people of his word, to stay in his word, to study his word, to memorize his word, to hide his word in our hearts so we don't sin against him. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. It's available to you every day. Do you take it? Do you take from the the bank of his grace and just take in all his riches for your life today? His mercy is new every morning. At 12.01 tonight, his mercy begins all over again for you. And you can just go to the storehouses of his grace and mercy and get ready for another day. Verse 21, Timothy. Timothy's main name means honoring God. My fellow worker and Lucius, one and Jason, one who will heal. And so Sipatras, Savior of the Father, my countrymen greet you. And I just looked at that. I said, honoring God, one who will heal, and Savior of the Father. Hmm, that's pretty cool. We see Savior of the Father, one who will heal, and honoring God. Well, you know what? When we have a respect and honor of God, we get to know Jesus better, and we know he's a Savior from the Father. Again, it's in relationship. It's all tied up in our interaction with God first and with his body second. You and I, fellowshipping together with one another. And I want to encourage you, those in here or maybe on Sunday that are an irritant to you, put them at the top of your prayer list. Pray for them. And you'll see yourself and you'll see your heart melting and you growing closer and to them. And that is God's will, that we love one another. And people see through our love for each other that we're Christians by our love for each other. We'll stand out. God guarantees it. Verse 22. Now here's something. I, Tertius, his name means third. Just three, third. And he was a slave. That was his number, three. And he was the one that Paul had that who wrote this epistle. So Paul was dictating to this man. But notice in God, he wasn't a number. And neither are you. He knows you by name. Don't ever feel that with what's going on in our society today. Jesus knows you by name. And he knew you before you were even in your mom's womb. Verse 23, Gaius, my host and the host of the whole church, greet you. Gaius' name means Lord. It's so neat when you see one of two things in here. Either you see something that's connecting you to uh, Christ or something opposite, like trouble. Or rebellion. And you know that Jesus brought us out of um, trouble. And he brought us out of our rebellion against him. Etretas in verse, end of verse 23, means beloved. The treasurer of the city. So here's somebody who worked in the treasury. You know, 
Here's somebody that dealt with the money that was saved. He greets you. And this next guy, Koritas, his name means four, fourth, another slave. But again, not in God's kingdom, not in God's family on earth. He had a name. Paul wasn't saying, hey, go call three and four and invite them over to the Bible study. He called them by name, which is awesome. And then finally, in verse 25, it says, Now to him, and notice it's capital H, who is able to establish you according to my gospel. Now, this wasn't a gospel that Paul made up. Doesn't mean it was his gospel that he produced. But it was his in a passionate way. It's my gospel. It's your gospel. It's the good news of the kingdom that you and I are going to be with Jesus in heaven forever and ever and ever. It's your, your personal good news. And according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery, kept secret since the world began. Remember, the Old Testament was becoming open up in the new. There were new revelations that were coming as the apostles spoke about what Jesus did on the earth, what he did in the acts of the apostles. They were carrying it out. They were teaching. They were showing that what was in the new was concealed in the old, and what was in the old was revealed in the new. So they were bringing light to thousands of years of mystery. And now they could say, hey, Psalm 23 is about Jesus Christ. Daniel 9 is about Jesus Christ. It's no longer a mystery. The curtain has been torn. It's open to all who will come and seek him with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. Verse 28, but now made manifest and by the prophetic scriptures, praise God for the prophetic scriptures. There's no other book that has ever been written or will ever be written that can say prophetic scriptures because it has to come with a guarantee that is 100% accurate. And that puts the book that's in your hands right now, the greatest book that will ever be in existence, the Holy Bible. The prophetic scriptures made known to all the nations according to the commandment of the everlasting God for obedience to the faith, to God alone wise, be glory. Through Jesus Christ, forever, amen. You can only give glory to God the Father through his Son, Jesus Christ, through the power of the Holy Spirit. And when I look at that last verse 27, the simplicity of that, and how man tries to make it so complicated, to God, alone wise, no place else we have to go for wisdom or understanding or knowledge, be glory. No one else should receive that glory. No one else has that power. 
through Jesus Christ, the only way to heaven, the doorway, through Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the one who died for our sins. Once in a while, every other month, once a year, no, forever and ever and ever. Amen. Father, thank you for uh, the book of Romans. That is just so incredible when we see all of our doctrinal beliefs put down here uh, in this letter. And Lord, just thank you for showing us throughout the time how much you care for each one of us. Lord, help us just grow in our zeal to get into your word, to love one another. I ask for just a pouring of your Holy Spirit down upon this place that we, that we would just draw close to one another in fellowship and praying for each other, laying hands on each other, um, being able to trust people with things that are going on in our life. May we return to the churches of the time of Paul where there was uh, fellowship on an intimate basis and just we're not just a name, but we really care uh, what's going on in each other's life more than we care about what's going on in ours. And we just ask this in Jesus' name. You've been listening to To Every Generation from Calvary Chapel Crossfield. We're located at 15 Half Acre Road in Jamesburg, New Jersey. We meet for Bible study Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. and Sunday service begins at 10.30 a.m. On Sundays we have children's church for all ages in addition to infant and nursery care. You can find out more about the ministry here at Calvary Chapel Crossfields by going to cccrossfields.org. Thanks for listening, and may God bless you.